Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 358 for the week of August 28th, 2015. I'm Chris Privetier here with RP Gamer's latest crazy people wanting you to. Hey, it's the 29th, actually. It's not the 20th. You did this last week, didn't I you? I did, because I make the notes the night before now, and I put yesterday's date in there. Oops. <laughs> 8th, 15th, 21st, 28th. It is the 29th now. And stuff. Yeah. Should, Oops. Should we record this again? That, no. This is insight to the process. Anna Marie Privetier is here with me. Hi. As is Alice Wilkinson. Back from Brighton. Back from Brighton. How was Brighton? Um, Brighton. Is it bright? Um, not especially, actually. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty rainy and cloudy there, isn't it? Oh, you mean like well, the rest it is of now. Uh, earlier in the week, it was quite warm and, and sunshiny. And then later in the week, it just got sort of British. <laughs> <laughs> also sort of British, Alex Fuller. Hey. Hello. Hey, how Alex, how was your birthday? Yeah, not too bad. How was yours? Pretty good. Yeah, you guys have the same birthday. The exact yeah. same birthday. We're also the same age as well. Happy oh, birthday! Funny. So we're both uh, 28. That's yeah, convenient. So. We can put all of our British birthdays in the same box. <laughs> I didn't have to send a gift. Chris. Remember last week she was going to make me do a gift? I... Simon, why is your tail between my mic and the microphone? Get away! Just give a big... <sighs> he left. Uh, if we're really lucky, he'll turn off the computer. <laughs> I thought you disabled that. I made it a lot harder. Okay. I can't fully disable it. If oh, he sits lame. on the power strip switch for five <laughs> seconds in a row, it will just turn <laughs> off. <sighs> Which he's done at least once. It's really annoying. So, how's everyone doing? It's time. Pax! PAX is happening this week. I'm not there. Yeah, you're not there. But that's because you're here. But it's fun watching Twitter talk about PAX. Is it? Apparently, deodorant has already been banned. And day two is getting pretty smelly. Why has deodorant been banned? Have you been to PAX, Chris? Half the people there do not use sufficient cleanliness. Um, it was actually not so bad last time. And oh. I don't know what you mean by it being banned. Well, Chris, with the number of people not using it, clearly there must be it must be banned or some other reason, right? Oh, okay. Oh, That's, it was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke. <sighs> Please. Anna Marie, what have you been playing? Um, things that you made me download and now I'm addicted to. Ooh, what did I make you download? Adventure Capitalist. That's right. It's like A D. And then venture capitalist, because you can watch ads and it makes the game better. <laughs> well, I guess that's true too. No, the V is actually capitalized. It's ad and then venture. Well, because venture capitalist would be the normal. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Ad venture. Uh -huh. It's a it's a clever joke. Ho, ah! ho, ho, ho. Um, I didn't get it. But anyways. Um, so you start with a lemonade stand and then you get a newspaper route and then you get a car wash. I'm sorry. Say that again. Newspaper route. No, no. I want you to say it the first way. I. You said newspaper route. Yeah. Cause I was thinking of Papier. <laughs> yes. I was like, she's being French again. <laughs> Anyways. <sighs> Hi. Um, 
You're making money in adventure capitalist. Yes, I'm making capitalism fake money. is fun. Yes, it's and another clicker game. I got her hooked on a game. clicker game. And yeah, here's yeah, yeah, the part yeah. that I love slash abhor because as you gain money, you get angel investors. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I reset my game right now, I would get 42 angel investors. To get certain upgrades, you actually have to sacrifice angel investors. Bloody angels. And it makes like this awful noise when you do. Sacrifice the angels. I feel terrible when I do it. Yeah. Putting holy angel investors put the holy back in holy smokes. Look at those profits. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So (laughs) I also got clicker heroes on my phone. Yeah. And we've talked about that from the the desktop version, so I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, the other, th- I've been playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper because I always play Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Because always. Uh, the thing that I want to talk the most about is Project X Zone. What? Because I've been, I mentioned it. Wait, did I call that right? Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I started playing this last week, and I sort of just touched upon it, and said I would go into more depth this week. So Project X Zone is a crossover game with like Capcom and Namco Bandai and Sega and a fourth company I can't remember. And so you get characters from all of these universes and some of them have crossed over before. Like I think there's a Namco X Capcom we were seeing. Yep. And so um, this game even has characters from the previous namco x capcom game yes it crossovers with other crossover games yes so weird it also has a some crossover with the um endless frontier super robot wars spinoff as well i believe yep yep does um and so i doesn't it have like other game publishers characters too yes i i named them all Uh, i didn't listen shocking Namco, Bandai, Capcom, Sega, and, and somebody. Actually, well, I'm just looking at it on Wiki, and that it actually only covers those three. But there's, yeah, there's I thought a, it was just those three. There's a fourth logo that shows up when the game starts. Isn't that Monolith Soft, the developers? Yes. So there's yeah, they're the guys. They're the guys. It, it'll either be Monolith Soft or um, it might I, be Banpresto. Wait, I this think was a made Presto logo as well by the Xenosaga people. Yes. And the Xenoblade Chronicles people. Yes. Is yeah. that why it's Project Exo? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were also the ones responsible for making um, all of the Xenosaga games. Um, they did uh, Endless Frontier. The Super oh, Robot and there's spin-off. there's there's people from from Monolith Soft games, and there's Ban Presto stuff too. Okay, anyways, there's all of these people that come together in this game, and. The game is good, and I don't want to knock it. The The dilemma that I have is, is I think the game would be so much cooler if I knew who these people were. Yeah, that's generally the problem with uh, like big crossovers. I, I run into this problem when playing Super Robot Wars sometimes. Because it's like, you know, there's all of these people from fighting games, and it's like I get excited because I recognized Ryu and Ken and Thunder Thighs, and I don't recognize anybody else. This is my problem with um there was like a really popular anime back um early 2000s what was it called Exceed Excess something like the it was a crossover anime or re- it referenced a bunch of other animes and Are I've you never about wa- Macross? No. That's not 
a referential anime. Thank okay. you, though. I know. Um, nobody, m- nobody's with me on this. Alex. Mm, nope. All right, never mind. <laughs> I give up. Excel, <laughs> Excel Saga. Huh? Excel Saga is the name. Oh, Excel Saga is just a like it, references the yes, anime. It references all sorts of anime, right? Yeah, but it's yeah, not like, a crossover series. No, but it you have to like know all that other anime to enjoy it. Okay. And so it's all old anime that I haven't seen, and so I can never enjoy it. And it's always I'll just stop talking. Hey, parodies so, some recognizable things. The okay. cool thing is is um who made dot hack? Namco oh, CyberConnect. Yes. Yes. Cyber so Connect. like half the game so far has taken place in the world. Oh really? Yes. Huh. So that's cool, and of course, half the game so far. That doesn't yes. mean half the game takes place. Not in the half world, the right. game total, but um, yeah, I think I'm on like chapter eight or nine. So, it's, I think the flaw that the game has is because it's a TRPG and it's so story intensive because everybody has to be introduced, and like inserted into this new combined world. I'm. I think that a lot of the people who would recognize these characters would get sick of the game very quickly because it's all of these like games that are really fast to jump in and really fast to play, like all of these twitchy fighters, and you have to sit through to get through one chapter is like an hour between the story and the combat. And I'm. I would be really surprised if some of the people who like these characters have the patience for that. It is a slow game. Are you yeah, saying that your typical Street Fighter 4 player isn't really down for this game? I think the people, I think the Venn diagram of people who are going to like this game and people who like Street Fighter, that's going to be a pretty small slice. I think this game is probably more marketed towards people who like crossover games and have played games across all three publishers, which, funnily enough, would include myself. And well, why haven't me. you played this yet? Did it come out? Uh, because yet? I haven't gotten around to buying it yet. Bearing it's in mind, I have to play game, it right? Japanese so, as well. Yeah. So. Oh, well, hey, the Japanese VAs are in the English version, so... Yes, it's one of the things that they kept. <laughs> so, which probably didn't help them. But I mean, I'm looking at the game list here. Um, <laughs> Resident Evil, Devil May Cry, Darkstalkers, Street Fighter, Mega Man X, Dead yes, Rising... Tron Bon! Is in my party right now. Yeah. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 3, because Sega. Um, Sakura Wars, Virtual Fighter. Yes, Sakura Tyson. Uh, Sorry, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 3? Yeah. Not 1 or 2. Yeah. Yeah. The one that we just don't get. Oh, great. Yep, that's that's the reason why I said because Sega. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Shining Force Exa. Uh, I one. think. Ah. Is, hey, hey, is that? It, does the main hero of that game have black and white hair and hang out with a fox girl? Uh, maybe, yeah. Because there's two characters that I I have no idea where they're from, and trying to look them up has been really I hard. I think it's I think it's going to be Shining Force EXA. Okay. Uh, the Resonance of Fate. I have that game, man. We can go. Yep. Uh, Tales of Vesperia. Really? I don't see. I, I'm I'm still relatively early in the game. So well, I Anna, yeah. do, you, uh, do you have any that. dogs who smoke pipes? No. no that's how you know. Just, that's how you know you have a spirit. Oh, boo. Um, Tekken, the two lead characters from Tekken, I think. Um, uh, Dot Hack, um, the two original characters, rather than any of the newer ones. 
So I think it doesn't do any like. Uh, so the ones from the game, basically. not the ones from the anime. Uh, yeah, basically the two lead characters from the original four games, not any of the more recent ones. Um, Xenosaga, I mean, Cosmos is pretty identifiable, I guess. Um, uh, there's the two lead characters from God Eater, which I think only Alex has yes. played. Yes, I've. I actually yeah. have. I is it that? God Eaters or God Eaters Burst? Is there a difference? Uh, just God well, Eater. It says here. It's it's both. It's well, God God's Eater Burst is the enhanced version of God Eater. Okay. So. Um, and then Endless Frontier, which is the Super Robot Wars spin-off. Uh, that will be the cowboy-looking guy and the princess with the really short dress and massive tits. Um, I haven't met them yet, but that sounds okay, awesome. You'll, rec you'll recognize her when they come. And then Rage and Xiaomu. Xiaomu would be the fox girl that you're getting confused with, I think. Okay. Rage and Xiaomu were from Namco X Capcom. They were the two original characters from it. Okay, they're they're part of Shinra. That's why you can't figure yeah. out what they're from. Yes, Anna. okay. Okay. Anyone from yeah. Shinra is from Namco X Capcom. Okay. We figured that out the other day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then um, Reiji and Xiaomu were both in Endless Frontier as well. They're which, they're uh, somewhere. I like met them in one of the six prologues and haven't met them since. Yeah, um, and there's also um, some assist characters from games that aren't on that list. Yeah, um, yeah. like ne Neneko. Yeah, like there's uh, from Umeria, um, whatever that is. Um, there's well, there's Trombone. Yeah, yeah, Trombone. In uh, fact, her chapter, the chapter that she shows up in, is actually called "The Further Misadventures of Trombone." Um, there's Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins. Yes! yes, he loses his armor. Um, a character from Cyberbots. Um, one of the characters from Rival Schools, which was that Street Fighter, which had a What's, couple of Street Fighter characters in. Let me tell you, it's really weird. Is seeing Dante from Devil May Cry have a conversation with Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins? That's just at that point you also, realize well, you're in a weird uh, game. Dante's pair unit that he's always um, uh, paired up with in uh, Project X Zone is um, Dimitri from Darkstalkers, who I think actually is a vampire. Yeah, he is. Yes, and uh, they make also, conversation about that. Yeah, there's also Ulala from Space Channel Five. Does Michael Jackson from Space Channel Five show up? No. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Too bad. Um, uh, there's uh, the other Sega ones: Dynamite Cop, Zombie Revenge, and Fighting Vipers. There's a, <laughs> a photography a, guy that I don't know. Frank West. He covers Frank wars, West. you know. That's um. <laughs> what is uh, he from? <laughs> I told you this the other day. He's from Dead Rising. Oh, Dead Rising. Yeah, he's, I he's kept the Dead think... Rising guy. Okay, I kept thinking he was Resident Evil because he talks about wars. him like zombie oh, invasions. On. Oh yeah, I think he has a lot of conversations with the Resident Evil characters. Because Dead Rising game that features zombies. Yeah, Dead Rising has zombies, Anna. Okay, at the moment um, he's paired up with like an undead Chinese girl. Perfect. Oh, that's um, Hisenko from. Yes. Oh my also god. Dark, also from Darkstalkers. How did you know that just from the description? Because he's played. Um, well, Hisenko is from the same game as Morrigan, who's teamed up with Chun-Li. Yes! Darkstalkers is the They're one with like the They're like the cat. best combo ever. They well, say yeah, hilarious I mean, things. And when they're put with support units, the conversations get even weirder. Wait, Morgan um, and Chun-Li hanging out? I thought that was the other person hanging out with Chun-Li. No, it's Morgan. It's, it's Succubus chick. That's Morrigan, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's Morrigan. And Chun-Li. Okay. It's Succubus and Thunder Thighs. They're like yeah. my favorite unit because they kick butt. 
Um, and then also, for some reason, um, one of the other Assist characters is Zenga Zombolt, everyone's favorite German samurai from Super Robot Wars, who features, instead of him being in a giant robot, he instead just shows up as himself. Of course. Because being able to use a giant sword with a giant robot translates to being able to use a smaller sword, like, on foot. Of course. Speaking of giant robot people who show up without their giant robot, Sakura Tyson people. Yes. Yes. Which was great because um, the who's the main character from the anime? The guy. Oh. And you send his nephew you mean to from New five? York. Yeah. No. 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 Because there's the main guy and Sakura likes him, and then the Ichiro? the guy. Ichiro yes. Odami? Yes. When he says something that the girl likes, it makes the pating noise, and all the girls blush and say good things. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best. You made part. the right choice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone comment on the noise? No. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so it might ha- that might happen later. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> all in all, it's it's actually a surprisingly well done game. Like the combat's cool because what you do is you build up XP, not EXP. That's that's how you level up. But you build up XP during combat, and you can use XP outside of fights to either activate abilities like heal or increase your range for a turn or you can use it to defend or counter um, attacks. However, if you let your XP get over 100%, you can also activate like a super special magic attack during com- at the end of combat. And it does a lot of damage. It's really good for taking down bosses. Yeah, the the combat system seen in Project X Zone is like um it's like a dialed up version of the 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 system that they used in Endless Frontier. Endless Frontier was more like characters lined up in a kind of almost like a turn based thing. So when characters took their turn, they go into that you know when in Project X Zone when you get the two characters lined up against each other and you basically time your combo so that yes. you don't drop, you don't drop them on the floor. Yes. Um, and then when your bar gets over 100%, you execute your super move and do lots of damage and stuff like that. It's, it's basically that um, Endless Frontier was that, but in a like a more traditional like turn-based RPG style, whereas Project X-Zone kind of extrapolates it out to a, um, like a, a turn-based RPG. So what was the deal with Endless Frontier then? That was another crossover um, and- game? Yeah, and this frontier. Well, it kind of is and kind of isn't. It's oh. a side story to. Um, it's a side story to the Super Robot Wars original generations oh. people, which obviously don't feature any anime crossovers. Um, but a couple of characters, um, the, uh, the 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 original characters that they made up for Endless Frontier um, have crossed over into other games now. Of course, and Zenga, as mentioned, ends up in uh, Project X Zone. He's from the main uh, Super Robot Wars original generations continuity, as opposed to the spin-off. Yeah, it's, it. it's confusing. I actually also think that Reiji and Jiaomu make references to characters that they met in Project in Namco X Capcom. Um, well, I mean, I th- like I said, they're all, if characters were in Namco X Capcom, they acknowledge it because it's like Chun Li. As soon as she sees Morgan, is like, yo, yeah. And they have, they clearly have knowledge of each other. Yeah, I'm actually just looking at the character list in Amco X Capcom, and yeah, they they know each other. <laughs> so because they were in they were in that game together as well. 
So yeah, I mean, if you like crossover games, if you like TRPGs, if you're kind of interested in some of these characters, because some of them do come from RPGs. Like I have enough in, I have enough knowledge of about half the characters coming in that I'm definitely finding it enjoyable. Sometimes I just check out a little bit because it's like, I, Frank West and Chow Chen, what's her name again? Isenko. Thank you. I know I'm not. I wasn't sure how to pronounce the jumble of letters because i am not familiar with characters that have... i think it's isenko she's she's a she's a chinese uh, she's one of those um hopping vampires with the seal over her face yes. kind of thing um yeah that's about as much as i know regarding that mythology so yes i'm very bad at pronouncing ancient names is basically what it boils down to so yeah i'm having a lot of fun and i'm gonna keep playing it I think I seem to remember the reason why I didn't buy it initially was because I had to buy. I would have to buy a physical copy and import it, um, as it's not on the 3DS eShop. I was all. I wonder why it isn't because it's not in North America either. Yeah, because if it was, I probably would have bought it by now. I've mentioned previously how easy it is to buy Japanese games from the Japanese eShop. You know, even with the the, the region restrictions on the 3DS. Because Nintendo likes your money, and they will happily take your money regardless of where your credit card is registered. Unlike Sony, <laughs> who are like, we don't want your stinking foreign money. That's always confused me, too. But I think they'll... I mean, it seems to be standard, um, standard procedure to put um, as many new games as possible on the 3DS eShop. So I'm thinking they are making a Project X Zone 2. Yeah, um, but I'm yeah, not sure me. that... That's gonna come out in North America. I don't. Well, announced. I say it doesn't. It's been it's... announced in North America. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited now! I was sure that it wasn't gonna come out here because I don't think the first one sold that well. Well, way to spoil but... our news, folks! Come on. The first one hey, did sell well. It, it sold about four hundred thousand copies. Wait, really? The large, the large, the large, no way. The large chunk of which are in the West. Really. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't see in our story that it was announced for North America, so that's cool. I don't think it's in our news. I think it just has been generally announced for it. It was done a while ago. Oh, yeah, okay. it was back back in April, and they they announced it for Japan and everywhere else at the same time. Oh, I somehow yeah, it's, missed it's that. Actually, it's actually it's actually got a Japanese release date, um, November twelfth, twenty fifteen. Um, U.S. launch quarter one, twenty sixteen. Sweet. Okay. okay. It's so going to be a I'm, TGS. I'm definitely motivated to, to finish it now. It's even got an English poster by the looks of things. Ooh. Brave New World. Yeah, Project X Zone 2, Brave New World. Brave. Huh. With uh, what appears to be the entirety of the original cast returning as well. What a shock. So. Right, do you think they're going to add. The crossover people? game has all the characters from all the games still. <laughs> I'm amazed. Well, you put it that way. Hey, you, you say that, but I'm used to crossover games that in between sequels will randomly just get rid of series and then not really put in very convincing explanations for where they might have gone. I'm it's, surprised they put in any sort of explanations for why they've gone. I mean, uh, the, the gap between Super Robot Wars Alpha 2 and Alpha 3 is pretty bad about that. <laughs> So, Anna, mm -hmm. did you play anything else? Mm, 
No. All right. I've played lots of World of Warcraft this week. Oh, yeah, I played well. Yeah, you played that too. And I'm continuing to make progress on finishing out my garrison stuff. And um, what are my goals? My goal is this week to make money. So I've started getting into the Trade Skill Master add-on, which is a wonderful add-on for shopping and, and sniping sting things on the uh, on the auction house. So I've been enjoying that, getting some, some gold into my pockets, some buying some things that I've been... Uh, needing to do for various achievements and various um, garrison upgrades and stuff like that. Um, decided, ultimately, I want a barn and a stables in my garrison. Uh, it just seems like the two best buildings to have. And uh, this is really boring for anybody who doesn't play the game. So I'll say I'm done. <laughs> you played Madden this week. I did play Madden. I picked up Madden 2016 on release day. I went to the midnight launch. Just because I was, I don't know, I just felt like being like, hey, what does this look like? What sort of people show up at a midnight launch of Madden? Turns out it was a bunch of dude bros. There was barely anybody there. Yeah, and the people that were were dude bros. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I have shocks. I know, right? So we bought Madden um, with the Gamers Club Unlock discount. That's why I got it at Best Buy at the midnight launch. Otherwise, I would have just like downloaded it on ps4 directly got the ps4 version played a game streamed it out i don't probably i don't think we archived it on youtube or anything so if you were there thanks for watching me be horrible at football and only barely beat seattle with the buffalo bills on easy mode Um, (laughs) i think i would have stomped them but no because i'm not very good at the game uh i want to play some more of that and have some nice enjoyable let's get ready for football because next week's our fantasy draft Yay. Yay. And then, oh, what is there to say about Madden, Anna? Um, it played like it, football. It jumps you right into a tutorial. It like it has the weirdest you. intro. Like, here's, oh, a, yeah, here's yeah, a, a possible Bowl. vision of Super Bowl 50, the Steelers versus the Cardinals, and you play through it and take the, the Steelers to the victory. And it's like, oh, this is weird. And it runs at like half the frame rate because they have so many extra visual effects that they don't actually have on during the normal game turned on. And it's like, what is going on here? And you do that for a while, and then you, um, yeah, it is a thing. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's football. It's slightly better than last year's one, as long as you don't stop playing connected franchise mode yet. Oh, yeah. They put out big warnings to not do that. Say what? Don't play. The connected franchise mode currently has some issues. Oh. The collector's okay. franchise mode? The connected franchise mode. What is the... Is, I don't oh, know what that is. Basically, the franchise mode. So oh. where you sort of control a team for a number of seasons, etc. So what is... What's wrong? What breaks? Uh, there's some things where you can get players with over 100 rating. That seems like a good thing. It breaks it, doesn't oh. it? Oh. Yeah. And there's also something where all the rookie quarterbacks are ridiculously good because they forgot to change the how they're generated with their new adjustments. These all seem like good things for me. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, you can... (laughs) Am I missing something? Because it sounds like this makes it easier to play. Well, I think the offensive lines have an issue where they turn up terrible. Oh, okay. So that could be a problem. Offensive lines matter. Without them, you have things not go well. Um, All right, then. And I guess with that, 
that's all that's all for me. Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, I started playing Grandia 2 Anniversary Edition. Because I haven't played Grandia 2 before. That just came out on Steam. Yep. Yes. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah, I'm only a couple hours into it, but so far it seems fun. And the battle system is good, which I suppose it should be after it won the whole battle system. <laughs> Better. <laughs> <laughs> if it didn't, then there's a problem with our methodology. <laughs> So I hope that game sells well. I'm not sure how much they've actually done to it because there's lots of things that sort of... Yeah. I've had a few issues where it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely got the slow speed of a older game. Yep. You can tell stuff like the dialogue boxes take about half a second longer to get to than they do in any more recent game. Is that, it, it didn't keep the slowdown of the PS2 port, did it? No, this is based off of the Dreamcast game. Okay. Yeah. I've had a bit of random slowdown when it's doing some heavy things, but it's not too not too bad, nothing in terms of load times or anything like that. Just just a frame rate chug to, chug to touch. Um, yeah, so playing through that. Um... Uh, I've also been playing through Steins Gate on the Vita, which is my replay of that, and it, it's still awesome. So, <laughs> people who haven't played it should play it. Yeah, I keep meaning to pick that one up. I probably should. That's Although, one that's based uh, on an anime, right? Uh, no, no, the visuals no, this came, came first. first. Oh, the anime is, is a is a pretty decent adaption of it, though. Yeah, I mean See? it's it's pretty straight. This doesn't actually miss out on anything really, apart from all the well, all the bad endings that you can get. But aside from that, it's sort of pretty direct. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the, the anime for Science Gate is is pretty much a uh, like a copy of the vi the visual novel, and it's actually good. It's not one of those visual novel adaptations that sucks because there are quite a few of those. Yeah. Have you seen the Persona Three anime? Uh, oh, wait. Or Persona uh, 4 anime? No, there's two Persona 4 animes. <laughs> right, because there's Persona <laughs> yes, there 4 are. and then Persona 4 Golden. Yes. Let's, let's do it again. <laughs> Once more with feeling. With feeling. Sorry. Um, there is a, um, a Persona 3 OVA as well, actually. So. Well, yeah, that's, yes. I think they've released movies, haven't they? Uh, yes, yeah, they have they movies do, they do for movies P3. that yeah. cover Persona 3. Yeah. I have seen the first one. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, outside that, I played Star Wars The Old Republic for a bit last weekend. So you didn't get Madden? Oh, I also got Madden. Ah! Seeing, seeing as connected franchise mode is the mode I usually play. That's all you, okay, so that's you're not... I'm Okay, Alex. What yes. what do people play in Madden? I, I'm... I Besides connected franchise mode. Uh, well, you've got the Madden Ultimate Team, which is Is that a thing EA. people actually do? Well, yeah, because it's in every EA game, so obviously loads of people are playing it. It makes some money. But, like, yeah. But is it I, fun? I, I, I don't like it because, well, I prefer franchise mode. Okay. But they've also got the new draft champions thing, which is interesting. How's that work? Uh, you basically start off with a team of like random, just random generic people who aren't particularly good, and then you Isn't get. Isn't that how Ultimate Team starts? <laughs> Yeah, but this time you get five rounds to actually sort of pick out 
sort of players that to improve it. Okay. And then you use that team for like say I think four, three or four games, and then go through the process again. So it, okay, I had someone say it's kind of like Hearthstone's arena mode, and it, it does sound like that actually. Now that you describe it, <laughs> draft a deck or a team, and then play with them for a bit, and then till you lose or just on some number of rounds. Oh well, yeah, till you either lose or you win. I think three or four games. And then what happens? Do you get rewards you based again. on how well you did, or you do? But I think the rewards are Madden Ultimate Team things. Okay, which you then put into your Madden Ultimate Team, which is the mode where you can play as the players you've gotten out of card packs, rather than the players you just want to play at, like you could play in franchise mode. Yeah. Okay. This that just made my brain hurt. Is there anything else to do in this game? Uh, play football games. Just play regular one-off football game. All right. Or set it to computer versus computer and see what happens. Yeah, I did that once. It didn't do too badly, but... Isn't this the game... Madden, didn't somebody do, like, Breaking Madden a while back where they made, oh, yeah. like, all, like, great. big guys and then versus all little guys? Oh, yeah. Well, just wasn't basically, that yeah, Giant Bomb? No, it wasn't Giant Bomb. Okay. No, it was um, Euro... SB Nation, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that, was, that was funny. <laughs> so I could do that, too. That sounds good. Okay. Just checking. All right. And what you play anything else, Alex? Um, I played a bit of Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, uh, the new n- new expansion out yet or no? No. Okay, you're just going through uh, old I'm, content. I'm, I've only just managed to get a character out of the chapter one of the main story, which is around I think level thirty. Okay. So I've not played. Oh, I played a lot of it, but I just haven't done anything. In So you, you did a main story, and now there's more main story for you to do, isn't there? Yeah, lots more main story. Okay. Cool. Because, yeah, that's only just chapter one of the original game, not including any expansions or anything like that. Cool. But yeah, lots to do if I can be bothered, which I probably can't. <laughs> can't be bothered. Yeah, that's me done. Alice. Um, well, funny enough, I have actually also been playing the Old Republic. Oh, I um, thought you were gonna say I've also been playing Mad. <laughs> Alice doesn't like it. Alice, do you I even have like American it football? At some point because he does like American football, but okay. uh, I think he'd rather play FIFA. Um No, I I mean I've also been playing the Old Republic because I noticed that they uh, had reinstituted the twelve times EXP boost on class mission thing that they've been doing in the run up to the expansion. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, unlike, uh, Alex, I basically created a new character and then ground them out to level 50 in like less than three days. Just doing story missions. Just do the story mission. Yeah. It basically just treating it as a single player, um, like Star Wars game. And you could do that for free, right? No, no. The, um, the EXP bonus is if you subscribe any time in the run up to the expansion. Uh... However, I just paid, so it was a relatively low sum of money. Low barrier to entry, put it okay. that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I've never been able to get a Star Wars Old Republic character above level uh, 30, sort of 30, 33 or so, so roughly around the time that you finish Chapter 1. Um, but then I created a, a smuggler because I wanted to see the smuggler storyline. Um, have you done an agent? 
Um, I have an, an agent at level 33, and I have a smuggler at level 31. Because the agent's um, supposed to be, like, the good storyline. Yeah, and then, so basically what I did, though, was just created a new character uh, over on the European servers, and then just leveled okay. up to level 50 just doing the class missions. Um, okay. It so didn't you, take very long. Are you going to do other characters to see the other stories? Yeah, I'm in the process of doing um, both uh, Sith, Sorcerer, uh, and um, uh, Bounty Hunter. I, mean, I, want to, I wanted to take a break. I, I am going to do the Imperial Agent storyline, but um, it's mechanically very similar to the Smuggler one, so I just didn't want to burn out on the mechanics. Yeah. So yeah, I you're am going to do it. So. And then um, I will probably do Jedi Knight, and that will be the four classes covered across both Empire and uh, Republic. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it does, seriously, it doesn't take very long. You can get to the section where you get your your ship and leave like the two starting planets within about an hour or so. So I'm I'm really confused about Darth Revan in that game because I swear you kill him in an early dungeon, and then they had some sort of big story expansion where Darth Revan's back and it's like what the hell is going on I in that game I don't know because I haven't gone any further than level 50 okay. as soon as I as soon as I finished leveling the smuggler to 50 I created a, a couple of other characters and just started their storylines all right fine so I haven't actually gone into any of the expansion content at all okay um I, and to be honest with just the class missions it's actually pretty enjoyable um you know, just basically playing through the the story of the you know your your character and um, the fact that I can I I've done basically no side quests, which means I can always go back and do them later with a level fifty character. Yeah, just, the side quests yeah. are the more tedious thing in that game. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. It was, it was the side quests and the that some of the like the instancing stuff that are really really dragged. And oh. the fact that you can now basically get to near max level and do none of that is actually quite fun. Yeah. I wish I had time for that game. I'd love to go back to that. So, um, but yeah, I'm Sith, uh, the Sith Inquisitor is the one I'm currently working on now. Anna, what were you playing in that game? Um, I had a blue girl with the thing on her head. Okay. But I don't remember what class. That I think really doesn't answer some any sort questions. Of range caster. Oh, so probably also either Sith Inquisitor or Jedi Cons. No, we were bad. Sorry. We were bad. Okay, so uh, one of the Sith characters, maybe. Yes. Oh, I know it was a Sith because you kept having to betray people. <laughs> and also the the constant. Uh, if there's one consistent during the. Um, uh, the, the Sith Inquisitor storyline is the dark side option. It nearly always involves Force Lightning. Yep. You just you just press you press the red button and you just go and shot them with lightning. <laughs> yes. So I think you were a sorcerer, Anna. That sounds right. Yeah, that's what I'm playing at the moment. I got to zap lots of people. I got to kill lots of people. It was fantastic. Well, I'm actually playing. One of the things that I I Didn't actually can you kill your first master, Anna? Maybe. One of the things that I enjoyed doing was playing um, light-sided Empire characters, um, just to kind of see how they kind of write it and play it off. Um, I mean, yeah, okay, admittedly, the, the Sith Inquisitor storyline especially is is there's basically the storyline you want to play. If you just kind of want, like, comedic evil 
Like, you just want to go through the game and just force lightning everyone. Um, <laughs> which is fine, you know, that's perfectly valid reason to play in the right, and, you know, the, the, the story is set up to accommodate that. Um, it's just interesting to see how they've written a light-sided character that people expect to play, um, like, ridiculously evil, to the extent where NPCs are kind of like, oh, seriously, you're a Sith. When are you going to start stabbing me in the back? And you're like, no, I'm not doing that. And they're just like, I don't believe you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, quite a lot of fun. I don't believe you. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of like I, I, the, the, the EXP thing just makes me think that they know that the side questing stuff is the most tedious part of the game. And they kind of throw it in now as a subscriber benefit occasionally. I mean, they did it for, um, I think they did it for the whole May, May the 4th thing this year as well. They turned it on for a month or something. So, uh, so Chris, ask me the usual question. Alice Wilkinson. Yes. Did you deliver any missiles this week? I did not deliver missiles. However, I did deliver munitions. Hmm. I don't know if that counts. I, I don't know. Why don't you uh, give me more info? Um, so basically what I did was um, I resigned my commission to Wingspan um last week just before <gasps> i went right you what you did you did what i resigned my commission to wingspan what what why well because i wanted to go and try something else um and i basically wandered down to uh an alliance that uh stages in uh low security space just outside um the kaldari empire space and um most of the stuff now, I concentrate on um, effectively solo PvP in frigate or cruiser class ships. And I got my first kill um, in a Federation Navy Comet against a Kestrel. Um, I, delivered, I delivered munitions hard on that one. Oh, yeah. Why not missiles? Uh, because the Federation Navy Comet gets bonuses to railguns. Oh, okay. So is, you just wanted to fly a different ship? Is that all that's going on here? Well, see, the thing about flying with Wingspan is um, most of the standard ships that um, they fly are pretty much all require a cloaking device in the utility high slot. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the ships kind of orientate themselves towards, so stealth bombers, the um, strategic cruisers using the um, stealth systems, uh, stuff like the Stratios, the Astero, stuff like that. Um and while I have been, and while I have trained to use those, so I have the the, the skills to kind of fill them out, um, it has I kind of left me where I can actually fly a quite a large array of other ships that don't use cloaking devices as standard, um, and it's just kind of interesting just to kind of branch out and fly some of the things that I haven't been flying because they don't have cloaking devices. You know what you should do? You should you go. go you should go get a like. Um a weapons loaded up Hulk and like go pretend you're mining stuff and wait for people oh, to come get you. Mining. Yeah. Uh, um, most of the time, the easier thing to do is to um, do that on, do that on an alt. Okay. And then um, basically just set an ambush. Although that one actually doing that right usually does involve cloaking devices. You have the, oh. the Hulk in the belt uncloaked and you, you have another ship nearby cloaked. And then when they attack the Hulk, you just shoot them. Um, but most people know that you don't do it in hulks because they don't have bonuses to tanking stuff. You, they, you normally do it in a, I think it's a, a coveter. 
I think yes, and people know that if they see a coveter, it's probably bait. An, if you see an unguarded coveter in a belt mining, it's seventy-five percent of the chance time it will be bait, hmm. especially in wormholes. This is very, very true if you're flying stealth bombers and looking for something juicy to deliver missiles to. If you see a coveter, again, also if you see a, a, an acator, a freighter, un, like unescorted, that's just floating there. 75% of the time it will be bait and it will be being escorted by at least three cloakies who will just uncloak and wreck your shit. I like, you show I like you call them cloakies. Cloakies. <laughs> well, the standard rule for, for um, adventuring in wormhole space in EVE is every hole has three cloaky proteuses in it. No exceptions. Really? You have, to, you have to always assume that the hole is just full of proteuses or other cloaky ships. Because so, wormholes don't have local. You you don't know who's in there with you. So there's no... Okay, so I thought wormholes, you could kind of just spawn your own little thing that no one else is going to find and go in there and do stuff. No? No, the okay. wormholes link to effectively uncharted systems. Okay. Um, and, you know, they, those systems work pretty much exactly the same way as any other system in EVE. They just don't have... Um, uh, they don't have. You can't claim them. You so you can't claim sovereignty in any of them. Um, you can put up the star bases to do moon mining and things like that, and that's pretty much the only way. Can in which you, you drop can like them. a bookmark and come back to them at any time? Yes. The thing about oh. wormholes is they unspawn and they unspawn and close and then move elsewhere and open to different systems. Um, but the systems themselves stay. Uh, yeah, the system, the wormhole systems themselves are static, okay. um, and they the wormholes that are open are usually. Um, they have a kind of like a static class so wormhole uh, a system will always have a wormhole that opens to a high sec system now the thing is it can be any high sec system uh -huh. um, and, the, and I say wormholes close move around um, they're never found in the same place twice um, and the other major difference is there is no local channel um, in normal systems in EVE, you always have access to a local chat channel that shows all people in the system at the time. In wormhole space, you only become visible in that list if you start talking. If you stay silent, you don't show up at all. The only way in which you can be found is if you show up on a directional scan, probe scan, um, if someone catches you visually, you know, they, they, have a, they, they have a scout on a wormhole entrance or something and they see you come in. That's how they can know. That's how people can know if you're there, or they can get ideas that there are people in there with them. But it is playing space, uh, like submarines in space, basically. Cool. You can start having like das boot flashbacks if you want. What flashbacks? Das boot. It's a movie. Okay. It's a yeah. It's a the submarine sort of movie. Submarine movie. Red October would be the the nearest reference I can think of. Okay. Um. But yeah, it's wormhole is is known as spooky space for a reason. <laughs> spooky. And of course, naturally, all the wormhole systems have no any no kind of infrastructure well, infrastructure beyond what players put in there. So there's no police, sentry guns, or anything like that. If you get shot in spooky space, well, sucks for you. Guns. Yeah, it sucks for you basically. Particularly if you get podded out there. If you don't have an easy way back in, you may have just lost like the place you were living in. Unless you have uh, alts or other ways of getting back. So, yeah. But then again, I say I'm currently flying in low sec, which is obviously has local, does have a bit of infrastructure, um, and generally concentrating on frigates 
for the most part with the occasional cruiser bash. So smaller ships, um, smaller engagements, uh, none of this cloaky business or less of the cloaky business. But so far, I have only got one kill, and but the munitions were delivered. So well, as long as they were delivered. Yeah. No laser I mean, light the, shows, right? The idea is, I think it should be, uh, I personally feel that it will be slightly easier to hunt down targets in low sec, um, just to give me a bit of um, either solo or small gang PvP experience outside of just like cloaky ganks, which is what I've been doing in Wingspan, um, which means I should be able to get give you at least one kill a week. I appreciate that. But Alice, I have to ask you a question. Go on. How do you have time for all these MMOs? Um, well, I've been on annual leave for the last Wait, two annual weeks. leave? Annual leave? That means you're off for a year? No, oh. no, Chris. Okay. It's just the name of my holiday. Oh, okay. Um, I have two weeks of holiday, um, but also generally when I come home from work, I you know just spend time playing a MMO or something with some other stuff on the side occasionally. Oh, that would be nice. When I come home from work, I get harassed by my significant other to do shit around the house. Yeah, well, I say I'm the only one who has a paying job in this relationship, and David uh, does all my cooking. Interesting how that works, job. Anna. <laughs> um, uh, as far as other things that I've been playing, um, I bought Rocket League. I've decided ooh, to join ooh. the wagon. You join the what? The bandwagon? Band. Okay. Yeah, Rocket League. All right, so on what platform? PC. PC. Doesn't matter. They're cross-play. That's and right. And it is cross-platform, yeah. I believe. Okay. Rocket League. How it is... You downloaded that, right? On PS4. Yeah, because it was free. Yeah. I wanted to make sure you got it while it was free. I sure did. But I haven't played it yet. Uh, you probably should. It's I know. Fun. I know. We were watching a tournament. Yeah, there, there was a PAX tournament yesterday being streamed. We were watching it. They're very good at the game. Yeah, I'm still the the trickiest thing I've found at the moment is um, I still don't have a very good sense of when of like how high the jump goes depending on how how long you push the jump button. So my jump shots are a little bit inaccurate. Mm -hmm. So, but, but are you at the point where you've learned to fly? I have learned to fly. All right, it's difficult. It's really difficult though. Yes, it's very hard to control as but well. Apparently, it's like that's you play enough of the game, eventually you learn to fly. And so yeah. it's a milestone. Um, thankfully, what I also did was I also bought a copy for David as well, which means that we can both play it. You know, we both play online. Yeah. Um, so we, we've done some ranked uh, 2v2s with just me and him against two other people. Uh, now, so they announced an expansion or something, right? Uh, there's already a, some paid DLC out, which is just some oh. additional customization options. And that's about it. Oh, okay. Um, but but I bought new. that because I wanted yeah. to support the developers. Yeah. And there's... Um, so... Was this based on... I hear this was based on an old game. It might be. Rumble know, Cars but, or something like that. Like, but this is... I don't know. I, but it, this it is vastly like, more popular. Like, yeah, and also orders of magnitude. well done implementation of it. Like, yeah. uh, the, the busyness of their servers notwithstanding, um, mm -hmm. the matchmaking so far for us has been really, really good. Um, like, we get into game in, like, seconds. Um, the game itself runs amazingly well on both our machines. Um, and yeah, I think it avoids a number of the trappings of Unreal uh, Engine games. Um, and yeah, uh, it's really good. Uh, if you enjoy um, like slightly mad um, sort of fictional sport game 
involving cars hitting a giant football into a goal with boost rockets, then yeah, you should probably play Rocket League. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I played quite a bit of, although I played a lot of games while I was on holiday in Brighton with my friends, um, I did put some time into getting some parts together in Gundam Breakers, which is that uh, Dynasty Warrior-style game where you design and build your own Gundam. Um, I did get to the build rank uh, 100. I'm actually build rank 102, uh, which now means that I can equip any part in the game, basically. And I'm just working my way through like the optional post-game missions that are supposed to be really hard. But I, I did also unlock some some new parts and have basically finished or almost finished the unit that you know I've spent all my time building, which was real fun. Sweet. I just um I hope you like remote weapons because I included a lot of them on that design. <laughs> okay. Well, the the leg parts, the I didn't know I got a vote on this. So the the leg parts, the arm parts, and the backpack all have remote weapon systems installed on them. So I can press a couple of buttons and just kind of send this kind of swarm of like remote guns and remote shield bits and things like that. It's quite cool. <laughs> all right. <sighs> uh, I think that about covers me really. Okay. Well, I think with that, it's time for us to start our news coverage. Beep 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 beep. Sword Coast Legends has some news for you this week. They're getting an early access release on September 11th. Oh, I'm sorry. As Nintendo has taught us, it's 11th of September, right? What, Anna? Nobody can hear you. What Sword Coast Legends? That is the game where I made a pile of burning horses while running the GM mode at, <laughs> at, uh, at E3. All right. So this is a and d game. Yes. From Wizards of the Coast. Yes. And you play in groups. Yeah. And one person in your group is the you DM. You can. It's, you could, they're single player too. Okay. But the thing that we're most interested in is the multiplayer, where one person plays as the DM, mm -hmm. and then everyone else tries to survive their insanity. Mm -hmm. You played with Chibi D. I did. He called you the worst DM ever. Yes. I was very happy about that. Yes. Yes. That is your claim to fame, isn't I'm, it? I'm, I'm very, very happy about this now. Yeah. I need to break out the cowbell. I got a lame, tr 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 lame claim to fame. There's a head start is the way this is going to work. So It's really complicated. Um, from the 11th to the 13th is one group. Yep. For from the 18th to the 20th is uh, so the first group is only people who bought the collectors editions. No. Yeah. The limited. Yes. yes yeah. Sorry, the yes. limited or campaign collectors packs. Yeah. The second one is everybody, and those first two sessions are just multiplayer mode. The third session is everybody again, and then people who bought the crazy collectors packs get to play story mode. Everyone else is stuck in just multiplayer mode, which is fine because that's where you get to do all the crazy. Um, Yes. So I, I highly recommend you make your own pyre of burning horses. So we're thinking about getting this and maybe streaming it with some RP Gamer folks. Yeah, we need to find times. some RP Gamer folks who are interested yeah. in doing this. Oh, oh well, there's, well, there's one, one volunteer. <laughs> it looks so fun. So, yeah, we'll talk about that 
next I will, week. I say I will point out I have played pen and paper games, so this could be something I could get on. Okay, you gotta be interested. You want gotta want to do it. I'm not hearing the enthusiasm. Be in, show me enthusiasm. Um, show me potato salad. I just wonder. <laughs> well, I suppose I could once. <laughs> no one is gonna know that. Right? Oh well. well. At least. Oh, you do? Excellent. Okay. I'm pretty sure I know what it is, but I'm not going to display my ignorance. <laughs> All right. Um, I was just going to say, I just wonder if I could use the GM functions to simulate some a giant robot invasion. Mm. Uh, I'm Sure. I'm sure you can. The question is whether or not the models are going to be in there at launch or if you have to wait for some people to model them in. Eh, I'm, sure, I'm sure I can just fluff it in with like giant golems or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely sure. Um, but Hi, Well, I don't know if they'll be giant. That's the question we don't know. Oh, I, well, I'm sure my narrative skills will have to... We'll have, have to, to suffice. We'll <laughs> have to make up for that. Your cat <sighs> just snubbed me. Yep. Good good girl. Good so I'm pretty mm. sure that's something that she does a lot. It is. Okay, next story up is uh, Sky Shines Bedlam. Um, being published by Versus Evil, made by Skyshine Games. It's a $20 game. It like, just came out. It's a post-apocalyptic post roguelike. Yeah, that's all I know. But it's a new game, so hey, if you want to check into it. You get to drive around large mobile fortresses. What does that mean? You, you drive the fortress? Yes, you are the guy that drives the fortress. No, sorry. You're the leader of the fortress. Someone no. else probably drives. And then you got to go through the fortress, and that's the roguelike part? No. You leave the fortress and go out into the wasteland, and that's the roguelike. Oh, of course. So, so some sort of Mad Max-inspired It's a roguelike with, like, thing. tactical combat. All right. It's like a roguelike TRPG? That sounds very um, burdensome. Yeah. Because if you die and you got to do all that again, it's yeah. a slow battle system. I don't know. So, I don't know. It's. Are we going to review this? You're asking the wrong person. I'm asking the head of news. Shouldn't you ask the head of reviews? We don't have a head yeah. of reviews. Oh. All right, Alex, what's the word? Uh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. All right, good. <laughs> if one of the reviewers plays it, yes. Definitive oh. answers. That's all we've got for you here on RPG Cast. We make decisions, we make them happen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Alderlay has come out with a new game. These people make like RPG Maker games usually. Uh huh. And this uh, probably, I think, I assume this is one of them. It's a 16 yep. bit turn based RPG called A Timely Intervention. It's out for 20 bucks now. And that's all I know about that. But uh, I. This one's not up on Steam yet, right? I think it's on their website. Okay. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I like to focus on these new games because people, you know. This year, kind of light on games in some aspects, so people want to know. Well, um, right now it is. In, in like a month, we're going to be having the conversation about there's so too many, many games. How on earth do we finish them all? Well, I, right now, I want to play all the MMOs. All the MMOs. And we'll get to more news on MMOs later. Yakuza 5 has launch details, speaking of other new games. Uh, remember, this game's going to be digital only, but you can pre-order it right now on the digital stores. Uh, it's a 15% discount for pre-orders and it includes the japanese dlc this is what ps4 only i forget how this ps3 only ps3 only sorry gosh it's a ps3 game those still exist don't they 
Oh, it is three years old. Yeah. Oh, man. So there you go. Yakuza 5. Go pre-order now. Save some money. Free DLC. No? Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Super Kane Magic Zero. I don't know what this is. It's from, again, from, uh, or it's from Studio Evil. Don't confuse them with Versus Evil. Studio Evil. They're an Italian developer. It's an action RPG. Local multiplayer. Up to four people in this bad boy. Um, so local multiplayer action RPG. Huh? Huh? But it's on PC and Mac. So you got to get four p controllers up on your PC, I guess. It's set in the world of Italian cartoonist Sio, S-I-O, where there's a long story. The, the dog eats a cane and magic happens and now there's game. All right. There's just. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So the complicated, crazy thing. Um, Pillars of Eternity is out, of course, but so is the expansion. The White, what's it called? Not the White Wolf. That's White March. Wolf. The White March, Part One. Note that Part One. So Part One is out right now for nine nine. Excuse me, for fourteen ninety nine on PC and Mac and Linux. And uh, Oops, you can, typo. huh? That is a type in the story. Oh, is there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's out now for fourteen ninety nine. You can purchase the expansion pass which is buying parts one and two at the same time for 25 bucks right now presumably if you don't do that the second part will be 15 bucks on its own later i don't know um if you remember we talked about this at e3 but uh the white march it's expansion content that you can access partway through the main story so you don't have to beat the game first to do it or anything uh, they've tried to do their best to make it so you can enjoy it either if you've already beaten the game, in which case the content will scale up, or if you haven't beaten the game yet, in which case the content will just be at the level it's at, and uh, you get you know, items and new things, and there's a new story, of course, around this expansion content. So you go check that out. It's out now! Um, and, of course, there's new companions, a rogue and a monk, they added. So if you're into Pillars of Eternity, which I want to be, but, again, have had no time to even think about, um, go go for that. More roguelites are coming out. Action RPG roguelike called Rogue Continuum. It's 10 bucks. Alice, it has mecha. Roguelikes are starting to become like indie um, survival horror. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing big robots in here with chainsaw weapons, which seems, and it's, it, there's space. They blow up a planet. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So I think this is an Alice game, don't you? No? Does Alice? Uh, it does, it's a. Uh, it's an act. It's sort of a top-down, e kind of like actiony, kind of thing. But m robots. Oh, I well, tried. It's got, it's got a giant robot in. At least one. You can play a SmackDown Sam or Onage Olga, or Rampage Onage Rufus. Olga. Yeah, or Destructobot. Onage Olga. All right, fine. So it's kind of just a top-down action RPG roguelike. So. Onage Olga. Yeah. Yes. Is that your character, Anna? You gonna play as Onajoga? <laughs> I'm not touching this game with a thirty foot ball. Do you did you know 3D ROM still exists? Yeah. They're making Someone games. Someone owns them now, right? They're making Bombshell and they're showing it off at PAX right now. Hooray! It's, it's got twin stick shooter style controls. It's an RPG. You play as a girl who has a mechanical arm, she blows things up, and I'm not there, so I can't play it, so I can't tell you more than that. But we've got a trailer up you can go watch. This is an RPG? Ask our head of news. He wrote a story on it. Well, it's a 3D isometric action. Okay. RPG, so. Interesting. 
sort of along the realm. Along is this the, a Diablo? Sort of, is this? Yeah, that that style of. Is there loot? I believe so. As long as there's loot, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Just because it's twin six instead of pressing buttons for cooldowns, I'm. As long as there's loot drops, we good. So. <laughs> What? Oh, this is going to turn into a nightmare conversation on the farms. All right. Well, <laughs> let's see what else we got. Oh, I got a, I've got a spreadsheet that's mis misbehaving on me here. White Garden Studios announced that the first chapter in Celestial Tier Trilogy, Demon's Revenge, is out on August 25th for Windows, which is a 16-bit looking game. And... Um, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? Five years. What is this? this well, it's this, a Kickstarter yeah. that happened five years ago. <laughs> no, it's a Kickstarter that happened last year. They had been working on it for four years before that, I guess. Um, it is. It looks really pretty. So I, I highly in, urge you to go look up Celestial uh, Tier. It's supposed to be like Suikoden 2 meets comic books. Okay. Be but the graphics are more of a 16-bit level? Yeah. Um, is there a little bit lower resolution, but it's the art. Oh my gosh, it looks good. So go check it out, and um, yeah, and go see if it'll be any good on the 25th, which was three, four days ago. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe we'll get a review because that would be really cool too. Oh, uh, this next story just makes my head hurt. Why does it make your head hurt? Tell me about it. Um, well, just <laughs> just this headline. Square Enix working through trial and error for Final Fantasy VII Remake. So it turns out that Final Fantasy VII is hard to remake. Shocking. So they're working on uh, whether... Well, okay, so while I may have been wrong about the Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think my comments that I made at least a year ago saying that there is absolutely zero way to please anyone, and this is going to involve a lot of gnashing of teeth across yeah. the entire internet. And they've started wrong. now. This is the first happy. story where that begins, because well, they're talking about changing the battle system. I mean, nutshell is there was a thread about this story on NeoGAF, and one person posted... Uh, I absolutely won't forgive them if this is an action RPG. And another, per like, literally the next post was, I absolutely won't forgive them if this is an ATB <laughs> battle system. Well, I think the second person was trolling. Did someone immediately respond with the, this is NeoGAF gif? Uh. <laughs> I mean, they were, like, posted within seconds of each other. It was horrifying. So, anyways, yeah. um... Kitase says that they have a visual direction locked down, but they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the combat system. Um, I, For me, I really hope they stick with active time battle because, uh, A, I really miss that in Final Fantasy games, and B, I just think that's going to change the game's feel too much if you change that. But I totally understand why they're looking at other options. Yeah, no, they're, they're looking at an action RPG system right now. <sighs> I don't want that. Me either. <laughs> I'm okay. not gonna care if it is. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with Chris on this. It's, it's like we've had so many action RPG Final Fantasies at this point, like basically twelve onward. Twelve isn't really action RPG. I would I'd be okay with that system. I would back. be okay with a hybrid system like that, um, but I don't want it to go type zero or fifteen. Does that make sense? Mm hmm Okay. I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm being I don't unrealistic. even think they know what 15's battle system is ultimately going to be yet. 
see if they update the demo again. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, what else we got? We got, uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy VII, things are happening. It'll do. If you uh, didn't know about It'll Do, I talked about playing a little bit. It's kind of like a Zelda game. Um, it's a bit shorter than a Zelda game, but it's basically a Zelda game in its structure and, you know, going through the, it's focusing mostly on the dungeons and the puzzle solving and then a little bit of combat, just like a Zelda game. And uh, you, uh, they got a sequel coming called It'll Do 2. So I think that's the appropriate name for it because it continues rhyming. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's a thing. And you go read about that on Silicon Air, I guess, because we don't have a story on it. I don't yeah. think we cover It'll Do. Eh, whatever. It's a Zelda game. If we cover Zelda... No, we're not having this discussion <laughs> on the podcast. Deus Ex Mankind Divided got a demo uh, impressions on our site. You can go read those now to see uh, what somebody at... Uh, where did he play this? That was Becky at an event in Toronto. Where did Becky, she played it in Toronto. Okay, cool. X15, whatever that is. So many gaming events. XCOM <laughs> had a trailer for the Avenger, which is uh, basically your base that you build up. So you can watch that on our site. Hey, Chris. Yeah. yeah. That's been delayed now. Oh, really? The game? Yeah, yeah. it's out Yeah, it's out in February 2016. Ooh. Hey, but you know what is out now? What is out now? Evil Land 2 is out. Yeah, on PC. $19.99. 20 bucks, just like the last one. It goes through RPGs over time. And also, we now have a review for that. Oh, we do? Okay. Yes, that was posted last night. Review. Yay. Super Mystery Dungeon. That's the Pokemon game where you become a Pokemon and it's another Mystery Dungeon game like all the other ones except this one's on the 3DS and this I is the second one on the 3DS. It's going on my Christmas list. It's got a release date November 20th, 2015. Because in, in the Nintendo America. of America has to release all the things during the Christmas season. And Europe will get it in spring of 2016. Hey, are and you interested in Legend of Legacy information? So I watched a video of the uh, Super Mystery Dungeon on Silicon Era, and I learned that Nintendo of Japan has human-sized suits for all the Pokemon in Mystery Dungeon, Super Mystery Dungeon, and they use them in the marketing materials, and it is freaking adorable. And they, they walk around and dance and stuff, and you should, um, you should go watch all that. If you've seen any of those videos of, like, the Pikachus invading, yeah, they're all suits like that. So they've got those for, like, all the Pokemon. So somebody needs to go raid Japan and take all the Pokemon suits. Hey, Chris. What? Do you want to know more about Legend of Legacy? No. Well, I did. Okay. So What'd I you went learn? and watched uh, the Lieber and Garnet intro trailers. Lieber and Garnet. That sounds like a composition duo who makes musicals. <laughs> no? Okay. So they have a trailer up on our site? All right, let's see. Pillar. Oh, we talked about that. Uh, Heroes of Might and Magic 7 is starting their second beta. I have a code now, but I don't know if I'm going to play it at all. Sto Anna's done with Heroes of Might and Magic. I'm done with their betas, at least. Okay. Here's Might and Magic second beta, August 27th, which is two days ago through September 2nd. And you can go play that. Anna and I are having trouble carrying. Bethesda games are on GOG now. Which games? Elder Scrolls 3, Fallout, Fallout 2, and Fallout Tactics, um, Brotherhood of Steel. Um, these games have been available elsewhere, but uh, now they're on GOG. So, you know, if that's your preferred platform for old games. Dragon Quest Heroes trailers. I thought I already had Fallout through GOG, so maybe they just came back or something. All right, anyway, Dr yeah, okay, Dragon Quest Heroes trailer. Um, what did we learn, Anna? Uh, release date. What is it? Uh, October 13th for North America 
and October 16th for, yep. All right. Summon Night 5 got a gameplay trailer. We talk about this game every week. Okay. Well, it did. It got one. Okay. And then there was a bunch of details about Summon Night 6 in Japan, but I didn't put them in here because I thought it was really boring to go through them all because they're all story details. So my apologies if you're really excited for the Japanese info on Summon Night 6. It's up on Silicon Air if you want to go check it out. Um, we'll worry about Summon Night 5, which is what we're actually going to get anytime soon. <laughs> Lisa the Joyful's out on Steam. This is a sequel to Lisa, which is a game where I think you play as a dude rescuing his do his adopted daughter who's like the last girl on Earth. And this one you play as Lisa. So I don't know. I guess he rescued her. Um, <laughs> I, 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 watched a, I watched a stream of that game at one point. Good Lord, it looks depressing. It's a weird game. And this one should be no different. It's technically an expansion pack. So it's five bucks add-on to uh, the first game. So And this should conclude the story. Xenoblade has a release date. December. Knew that. Huh? <laughs> they said that at E3. Oh, we already knew that? All right, December 4th? Yeah. All right. So yeah. forget I think that. Nintendo, Nintendo just sort of reminded everyone of all their... It having games. a release date? Okay. So yeah. um, so forget that. The Yarn Yoshi Amiibos have a release date. Much more important info. When are they coming out, Anna? Um, November 15th. And uh, there's the little ones I that don't... Anna wants for sixteen ninety nine yes. a piece. They're red, purple, and blue. Red, pink, what? and blue. No, what are they? Green, pink, and blue? The green one comes with the game. Oh, okay. There are two additional ones, pink and blue. And, and then you there's want them the all. massive Yoshi. Do you want them all? I want the pink and the blue ones. So you want all the little ones. And then there's a giant one for 40 bucks. I don't want that. Why does a dinner bell keep going It's off? the IRC. Okay. And then... Uh, I want the big one, but I don't know why. Does it actually work as an amiibo? Does yeah. the big one work as an amiibo? It has a little chip in its foot. Ah, that's awesome. And then Final Fantasy fourteen has an update. 3.1, they're adding an airship battle. Ellis and Alex, do you care? Oh, yeah, I care. And it's having a birthday. Happy so what, birthday, Final Fantasy Yes, yeah, it's, it's second yeah, anniversary. The, the second anniversary event. Seriously, if you have a Final Fantasy fourteen subscription, you will want to do that quest. Oh, why it is, is that? so good. Oh, is it? Okay, look, skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want to be spoiled. Um, I hear I'm there's fireworks. Say, yeah, the fireworks, yeah, that's fine. Um, they put a developer room in. <gasps> cool. Um... So basically, um, Naoki Yoshida has appeared in, like, his avatar has appeared in games several times previously. Um, he's the, um, the, wandering, uh, the wandering minstrel who appears, is basically uh, like a stand-in for, for Naoki Yoshida. Um, you do a quest for him and his um, black mage companion, which is actually his actual character. And uh, when you finish it, you get taken to um, the 18th floor, which is, um, which is filled with... Um, like uh in-game characters for all of the main development staff that you can talk to That's and you know now kiyoshida basically just thanks the players for their you know continued support over the last couple of years they talk a little bit about the the you know the mistakes that led to the previous game and how they were able to you know sort of pull the game out of that they talk about this in game well, yeah, because you basically go to the developer room, like that That's ending from funny. Chrono Trigger. Wow. Apparently, 18th floor is a reference to the um, the uh, floor of Square Enix headquarters that the Final Fantasy XIV development team is located on. Cool. Um, yeah. It's it's 
really, really good. It's really well done. So, so, Anna, uh, get yeah. on that. I don't know. Have you done it, Alex? Or is he not here? Uh, no, I haven't logged in in the last couple of weeks. So. Oh, damn it. Well, sorry for spoiling that for you. I wasn't listening to the bit beforehand. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. Took I just my got back. I just. I took my headset off. Yeah. Oh, you guys um, are I'd weird. Say, go do it. I don't know if, if I consider that a spoiler, but okay. Subscription. Go do it. It starts in older. Just go do it. Go do it. Set off some fireworks. Be right. involved. So. Wait, 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 wait. What is this airship battle all about? I want to know more about it. What are they adding? What? You could click uh, the story. I'm asking Alice and Alex if they know about the 3.1 airship battle thing they're adding. Nope, I don't really know. Alex knows. No. It's an airship battle. Okay. There's <laughs> probably you, 24 people that go into it. Do you fight an airship? Do you fight on an airship? I I mean, are you oh, an airship on, fighting another airship? Well, I, I'm just... You fight on an airship. But... Okay. Uh, hang on, I'm just having a look at the thing you've linked. Um. Oh, the Void Arc, right. Yeah, basically, um, in the background of the Sea of Clouds area, there's this been this mysterious ship that you can see in the clouds in the distance that you can't reach because it's outside the map boundaries. Um, so basically, you, you, you've caught, like, glimpses of it already. Um... And that is going to be the Crystal Tower style 24 man raid. So it will be raiding that ship, basically. Okay. Um, also, apparently, they're putting in um, a minion fight, a minion, like a pet battle system. Uh, really? Yeah. Whoa. That's some bigger here, news. It says here, fans of the Mandible Gold Source will at least know the new game is headed to the amusement park. Lords of Vermilion, originally an April Fool's joke, will, will finally become a real game in which you use your adorable minion pets you've collected to do battles with other players' minions. In addition, they're adding more Triple Triad cards and more NPCs. Is Triple Triad in that game? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's been it's Triple Triad's been in... Yeah, Triple Triad's been in since um, the Gold Source was implemented. But, okay, the Square Enix Portal app just came out and Triple Triad's in that. Yep. Lots yeah, of triple, triple triads everywhere. Everywhere. Triple triad invasion. So, uh, yeah. So they, they're putting pet battles in. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, th that thing World of Warcraft did. I know. Hmm. Um, the other thing is they're um, increasing. There are a couple of other mounts that they're adding to be able to fly as well. I believe I can fly. Because like, the, at the moment, the Araman mount didn't fly. Really? Uh, even though it, even though it has wings, yeah, that's that's being changed now. So that's being a flying mount. I mean, if the freaking fat chocobo can fly, you'd think um, the Aramon could. And also, could. Uh, the thing at the bottom of this article is the graph was shared showing how often Yoshida was said in game, um, with an actual graph. Is that a thing? Uh, I think it's something that people shout when something either goes wrong or right. I'm not quite sure. Is that like Final Fantasy's version of Thanks Obama? I guess. Okay. Oh, I see. Uh, the target words they looked for were the kanji for his name, the the hiragana for his name, the 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 words Naoki and Yoshida. Um, yeah, and they just basically searched all their logs for that, and, and they put a graph up of number of mentions versus time, along with um, where release dates were for certain things. Hmm. 
there's a spike for patch 3.0 when Heavenswood came out, and then one uh, about a month later, I think, when another one of the patches came out. Hmm. All right. Oh, man. All right. So next up, we've got a story about Civilization V. Why do we have a story about Civilization V? Well, because somebody's crazy and they made a mod and it's on the Steam Workshop that brings <laughs> Valkyria Chronicles into Civ V. You, you get the, the faction, uh, the Principality of Gallia, and you get to play as Welkin Gunther, the hero from Valkyria Chronicles. He's, he's the leader. Um, Ragnite's added as a resource. You get a Ragnite factory. You get to make tanks and stuff. And... Yeah, military units are 15% more powerful while inside their country and all this sorts of stuff. And they've got, like, graphics and stuff from the game all over the place. So if you want to play as a Valkyrie Chronicles faction inside Civ Five, boom, you're good to go. You do need the Brave New World expansion. So that kind of... I'm interested in that. I might download that and try it out. What do you think? No? Does anybody here play Civ Five? Uh, yeah, I've got it. All right. Not enough, don't care enough to try Valkyria, huh? That's okay. Hey, I've got Valkyria, Valkyria Chronicles as well. Yes, I know. I understand that. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. So we have a story that TGS is going to have some Namco Bandai RPGs. Woo! And I don't, why, why did I put this up here? This should have been down below. Okay. That's part of the Japan section. So we'll come back to that. And deep. Okay. Uh, oh, time to update you on some Kickstarters. Here we go. Kickstarters. All right, it's Kickstarter time. First up, we've got Ellen Studio from the UK working on their first title called The Arius Line. E-R-I-A-S. What is The Arius Line, you ask? Well, it's an RPG. No, we'll tell you more. It's on PC, Mac, and Linux. It's got a planned release of 2018. <laughs> it's a Kickstarter game, so don't count on that. Uh, it's set in a city. Oh, man. Story, 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 story. What kind of RPG is this? This looks like side-scrolling turn-based. Um, you can go check out the video on their Kickstarter site. Here's, uh, here's the levels. Oh, actually, no. First, they have quotes in their Kickstarter, which I would really love to read for you. We'll see how much this holds up. The Arius Line, a JRPG, has the following about this project section. First off, a quote that says, Omnis looks like Final Fantasy, but walks and talks like an odd blend of fantasy and sci-fi. Um, oh, yeah, I guess the full name of the title is Omnis, the Arius Line. Oh, gosh. Oh, Omnis? O-M-N-I-S? Whatever. If Final, uh, That's from Connor Selinsky from IndieGamingMag.com. Next up, if Final Fantasy VII were a 2D game, this would be it, says Azure Guy from, Ko from Kotaku. Is that a comment? <laughs> this gets all the little things right and has restored my faith in commercial games, says Rod Nova. <laughs> this fun new indie RPG with a dark sci-fi style and interesting gameplay and cre creativity, says Resurrected Nostalgia, a YouTuber. Ambitious and atmospheric, says Vegnaras. I don't. What is RMN? Is that a is that a site? RMN? I don't know. That's where the number of these people are being quoted from. An incredible game with artistic flair says Flatbat over from RMN. So there you go. You've you've heard the praise from people you've never heard of. 
Now you can back the game at the following levels. If you pledge one pound, which is about two euros or a buck fifty-seven, you get the Nomads tier, which is a PDF copy of the days before, which is a collection of short stories following the events that lead up to the beginning of the game. And thank you. You get to appear in the Hall of Thanks on AriusLine.com, their official site. Oh, that's what OMN is, RPGMaker.net. Oh, okay. All right. So I guess they've tried it out over there already or seen it or something. If you pledge 999 pounds, which is about 1,408 euros or $1,568, you get the Exclave King tier. You get to design a merchant, a recurring NPC who's an armor merchant and a weapons dealer or an items peddler who will appear throughout the game. You get a script, which is a complete professionally printed and bound copy of the game script signed by the whole team. You get an exclusive vinyl album, a 10-inch a vinyl album with a custom sleeve featuring exclusively extended versions of your two favorite tracks from the OST. A t-shirt, an exclusive t-shirt featuring the game's main logo. And credits. Your name will appear along and center stage in this game's opening credits and an extra special thanks to your name for their support section. And all the other rewards. So... Jump on it. Surprisingly, no one's bought the thousand pound one. So whatever. Uh, it's game. It's JRPG. Uh, they're using, what did you say? RPG Maker Name Nation? What was the name of that site? Oh, oh, RPGMaker.net. So I'm, I'm assuming they're using RPG Maker for this game. Well, it's being developed in Unity apparently. But. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Cool. So, Unity game. There you go. And then uh, if you want something that's a little bit more AAA than that, uh, Divinity Original Sin has uh, launched a Kickstarter for originally, uh, excuse me, Larian Studios has uh, launched a Kickstarter for Divinity Original Sin 2. You remember they funded the first one on Kickstarter, or at least some parts of the finishing process. It's not like the whole game was funded on Kickstarter. There's no way. But uh, this one has uh, launched a couple days ago. They're up to about a million dollars already. Um, they've almost doubled their goal, which was 500,000. They're at 958,000 to be more precise as of this, uh, recording. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're going to do okay. <laughs> Getting some extra money. I don't know if this is one of those things where they need money to show publishers. Yeah, they're still interested in Divinity. The sales from the first game aren't enough to prove it to you. Here you go. I, I don't know. I don't know how the finances are working. Well, it makes no sense They've got a publisher for the... Enhanced edition, so yeah, I I don't I know what they need. I think this. they're just doing it because they want to. For I'm, maybe they just view it as a way of pr promotion at this point, and you get a little bit of extra cash yeah. as part of your. It's marketing plan that you pay, that the the consumer pays for or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think it was the well, last time we'll do it again. Yeah, I'm gonna do this because I like the first game so much. So they've got me. Um, all right. So if you want to get in on the game, it's five buck or excuse me. If you want to get in on the Kickstarter, the opening tier is five dollars. Uh, it says thank the seven or five. Thank you for your pledge. For this sign of support, we here at Larian Studios are truly grateful. Um, that thank the seven line is some sort of story reference, I think. Um, if you want to go to the other end, here's what we got. It is ten thousand dollars. Nobody's jumped on it yet. Divine Noble is the name of the tier. You get your name on the title screen, subject to developer approval, of course. <laughs> I guess people have, sub have submitted dirty names or something. Where thousands of players will see it when they boot up the game. Plus, you become a high-ranking Divine Magister 
Black Ring Sorcerer or Ancient Empire Officer. We will work with you to develop a memorable character whose decisions, backstory, and private motivations will intertwine with or confound the players. You get a signed Kickstarter Collector's Edition, a Divine Order hoodie, a handwritten postcard from Belagar, portrait of a fan, Laren patron, patron of the arts, office state, care package, and one of us. Those are all tier names and, and items, so you have to go look at the other tiers to understand what's going on with that. Um, oops, cancel, cancel, cancel. All right. And uh, you'll be listed in the credits as an ancient one-tier backer, whatever that means. Uh, Ten bucks shipping. You pay $10,000, you still need to pay $10 shipping. So just so you know, it's very important. You pay for the $10 shipping for your $10,000 to your pledge. <laughs> just make the pledge 10,010 then. What what are you doing? All right. Anyway, that's uh, that's uh, Divinity Original Sin. If you're wondering what you have to pay to actually get the, the you know, the, the game, well... <laughs> They had 10,000 copies of the game available at $25. Those sold out. Um, that's the digital download copy of the game. Now they've got a tier for $26. That's set to 10,000. They have 7,000 of those left. $26,000. It's a late bird discount, they're calling it. It's a digital download for, beta, for PC available from Steam with Alpha and Beta access included or DRM free from GOG. Comes with a game manual, a backer form badge, and behind the scenes footage. So let's see, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a bunch of extra stuff. So, yeah. Once that $26 tier co goes away, then it'll be 30 bucks to get the game. There's no limit on that. And then for 50 bucks, you get two copies because, you know, these, these games do co-op. So that'd be a good way if you want to do co-op with someone. Um, or for 50 bucks, you can get the first game and the second game if you want to just jump in on the whole thing. And of course, keep in mind that the uh, enhanced edition of the first game is coming soon, and that's free for anyone who gets the first game. So there you go. That's uh, that's Division Original Sin Two. That Kickstarter has already succeeded in like a day. Uh, so no question as to that game kind of happening. Ah, uh, and now for the Japan block. Two upcoming Gust RPGs have had their Japanese release dates pushed back. Yoru no Naikuri which was originally due out September 17th, will now come out October 1st. And Atelier Sophie has been delayed from September 25th to November 19th. Remember, these are Japanese dates. Also happening in Japan, Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. You played this, Alex, right? Yep, it's fun. Um, so this is out in English, right? On yeah. What platform is it on in English? Uh, Vita and PS3. Vita and PS3. So they're going to get a new version for PS3, PS4, and Vita in Japan on no November 20th. So I guess they're enhancing it a bit. I wonder if we'll get that enhanced version or not. It's called uh, Daybreak Special Gigs. And uh, uh, so I'm not really sure what they're adding to it. You covered this. So you tell me. But Dragon's Dogma has a release trailer for Japan. Uh, the game's coming out in a couple days here, August 31st. That's Dragon's Dogma Online, excuse me. It's an MMORPG, of course. Don't know if we're getting that outside of Japan, but uh, it's happening there. NIS America has a new dungeon RPG. It's called Refrain's Underground Dungeon and the Witch's Brigade. It has Disgaea characters in it, so that's why I figured you might care to know that it's happening. Um, the director is Tatsuya Izumi. And he uh, worked on the first two Disgaea titles. He's worked on The Witch and the Hundred Knights. So that may be a good thing or a really bad thing. 
And that's all we kind of know. They don't have any screenshots or anything yet. And we'll see if we get more info at some point. But new dungeon RPG. So that's something Japan only at this point. Bandai has going to have RPGs at TGS. I've alluded to this a couple times. Now it's time to do that story. Here's what they got showing up at TGS. God Eater Resurrection. Which, is that a sequel to God Eater Burst? Or is that just like a, you know, yet another redone version of the same game? It's sort of yet another redone version with more stuff to tie in with the sequel. Oh, there is a sequel coming, though. Well, there's already been a sequel. Wait, really? So they did the first game. They did an enhanced version of the first game. They did a sequel, and now they're doing another enhanced version of the first game? Oh, no, they did an enhanced version of the second game as well. Oh, okay, great. (laughs) So buy that first game again with even more costumes, basically. Yeah, and some more story stuff, but yeah. Project X Zone 2 will be at TGS. We'll be to hopefully see more about that, which, as we talked earlier in the show, has been announced for the West. We just don't know when. Uh, blah, blah, Naruto, Disney Infinity 3. No, 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 no. Uh, TV anime, The Idolmaster, Cinderella Girls, G4U pack for PS3. Ooh, that's not an RPG. Uh, God, here we go. God Eater Offshot, Lindo's part. What is that? That's some sort of side shoot to God Eater, mm-hmm. I guess. Sword Art Online Lost Song plus Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment will be at TGS. They'll have their own stages. Hmm. And those are those trailers. Digimon World Next Order will be there. Is that an RPG? I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Well, we're covering it, so. Yeah. <laughs> and for Alice, TGS is going to have Gundams. Yes. Yes, it is. A new Gundam Extreme Versus. A uh, common yep. rider and some other titles also likely. Let's see what these other titles are. Uh, uh, the common rider one is will be the third game, I believe, in their 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 own sort of dynasty. It says spinoff. It says common rider bat ride war sose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is their their basically their dynasty warriors ripoff. Okay. Uh, this looks like an RPG girlfriend beta. A summer spent with you. Yeah. No. All right, whatever. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, that's uh, that's. Who is this? Is this Konami or is this just? I think that's just a mixture. Just of... a mixture of ones. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say because that's way too many games for it to be Konami. <laughs> they don't make games anymore. They just make slot machines. NIS. Oh wait, covered that. Sorry. 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 Uh, where are we? Uh, oh. Okay. Here we go. Um, if you speak Japanese, Alice. And you have an Android phone. And you want to beta test a new Final Fantasy app from Square Enix. Brave Exvius has a beta sign-up page that you can go find. This game, I don't really remember what it's about. But uh, it is a basic free-to-play RPG. And it comes from the Brave Frontier people, I guess. Which was an, another smartphone game. Um, let's see. Here's the awkwardly translated version of the story. Vision, vision, feelings of the people, it is to be realized. Lapis, lapis, it was filling the vision, the world that there is crystal. People, by the power of the crystal, countries met had continued to prosper. However, darkness erodes so that the light, that peace is condemned as false ones. When tickling, oh, excuse me, when ticking of lapis is to destruction, uh, I have that, two nights, I confront into darkness along with the vision, the new crystal of the story. 
So I hope you enjoyed that story explanation. Um, <laughs> uh, that said, the game looks pretty uh, with the three screenshots they give us here. I have no, it looks side-scrolly, turn-basey, but who knows? It's a phone game. Could be weird. Um, but if you have a uh, you know Japanese knowledge, then you can go check that out. See if you uh, let us know about Brave Exvius, whether or not it's any good. Woo! All right. Uh, with that, it's time to jump into our feedback. And for that, I have just a voicemail message for you this week. So here we go. Hey, it's Matt from Texas, uh, Buddha, which yeah, you mentioned that last weekend. That's me. And, you know, I saw um, on the forums lately we've had a lot of talk about Grandia with the Grandia 2 uh, Steam port coming up. And I think I'm probably just going to go ahead and get that, even though I have the PlayStation 2 version, but I want to replay it and the enhanced graphics and whatnot sound good. Plus, the, the PS2 port was kind of – had some slowdown issues. And then we also talked about how uh, Grindy Extreme was pretty fun and uh, was pretty underrated. I always thought it was interesting. They had, you know, Lisa Love, you know, the alternative singer. Uh, she had, was a voice actress. But uh, one point I'm going to make is I actually never beat the original Grindy. I remember renting it and probably only getting through, like, the first dungeon. And I'm just wondering what you you all think on the cast if I should go back and replay that first. All right, well... Have a good weekend. Bye. No, the answer is you need to go play Grande Extreme again. What? <laughs> okay. Um, my an- my vote would be totally to play Grandia 1 again because it has Justin and Fina and um, uh, Puffy, who does a cheer whenever you get a heal, and it's fantastic. Or, well, I guess Sue does the cheer, but still. Grandia 1, great game. Totally recommended. So I say yes, go back and play it. Anna says no, play Grandia Extreme again for some reason. Alice or Alex? I'm like the only person besides Budai that. Yeah, I what? Did. Sorry. Grandia oh, one. Grandia one? Yes, no. Not played it. Not played it. All right. Everyone. Maybe. Ha- All right. We need to do a game club. Everyone go play Grandia one. We'll talk about it. No. We never do those. Maybe we should do those. Get people sign games to talk about. We have another podcast for that, don't we? Backtrack, <laughs> if in case you were wondering. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we're supposed to, but yeah, we're yeah. supposed to. Oh, <laughs> is there a problem? <laughs> well, Uh-oh. it depends on how recently I played it. Mm. Oh, you're supposed to play them, but people don't. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> like I remember it; it's fine. Oh, I don't really remember anything. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, that's our uh, that's our feedback for the week. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, three ways for you to do it. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address. Forums.rpgamer.com is the forums where you can go log in and leave your message there. And, of course, 608-729-4098 is how you can leave a voicemail, just like Matt just did. 608-729-4098. Matt from Thank Texas. You. Matt from Texas. Thank Matt you for your Texas. feedback. All right, with that, let's jump into our new releases and tell you what's coming out in the next week, our new releases. Thanks, courtesy of techgaming.com. New releases for the week of August 27th through September 2nd are Disney Infinity 3.0 comes out on all the things. So if you're into Disney, you get Disney Infinity 3.0 starter pack or the Star Wars Saga bundle. That is a thing you can go do there if you care and you like the Disneys. Um, if that's no good, Metal Gear Solid 5 coming out on all the things. And by all the things, I mean all the, all the things. 
Alice, are you doing Metal Gear Solid Five? Maybe. Maybe. Not decided. Not decided. Not sure if you're sold on the Kiefer Sutherland thing. Right. I'm just not sold on it in general. In general, moment. yeah, I know it's a hard sell. It looks pretty, but with all the Konami crap and I don't know, man, I just don't. Well, know. I also I never played Metal Gear Solid Four. Oh, that is like a good game. You should actually consider. I played playing Metal Gear that. Rising. Does that count for anything? Yes. Yeah, but it's not part of the Metal Gear series. If you want to see like everything actually get explained in Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Four, against all odds, actually does that. So, you could um, you could go play I that. I mean, I have heard that Metal Gear Solid Five is very good. Like, oh, I was yeah? kind of ex- I was kind of expecting it to kind of hit in and then just kind of turn out to be amazingly mediocre. Yeah, that's what I was expecting too. And then like it got like I don't know, it has like a Metacritic rating of like ninety or something. Hmm, that's actually lower than I expected if it was going to be a truly good Metal Gear game. So I'm wondering Hang if that's. I wonder if that game. No, sorry, sorry, I stand corrected. Ninety five. Oh, all right then. We'll have to see. I wonder if that's people wanting it to be good and just not accepting reality just yet. Hmm. Oh, maybe it is. All right, fine. Metal Gear Solid Five. Go check that out if you were into the Metal Gear stuff. I just don't have time for it right now, and I've decided to work towards Disgaea games for Disgaea Five. That's the five I want to play this year. Disgaea Five. There we go. I'll get to Metal Gear Solid Five eventually. Nobunaga's Ambition Sphere of Influence comes out on PlayStation 4, as does Zeo Drifter, which I think is going to be free for PlayStation Plus. Um, this bugs me because I just bought Zeo Drifter on uh, PS3. Cause <laughs> Wii U is getting uh, Full Blast, Gotcha Racing. Is that you, Anna? Is that your Gotcha Racing, or is mm-hmm. this a different? This is the Natsume title. Yeah. It's an eShop title, so what does that mean? Uh, it it's d- digital only. But it's developed for Wii U. It's not a. It's not a virtual console. No, it's not a virtual console. It's actually for Wii U. Okay, is that coming out on 3DS as well, or is that just Wii okay. U? Okay. Uh oh. Gotcha Racing is 3DS. Brave oh. Tank Hero is Wii U. Oh, this is mistaken. Okay, they flipped these. In this write-up, I've got Gotcha Racing under Wii U and Brave Tank Hero under 3DS. Um, Brave Tank Hero came out on 3DS like two weeks ago. Okay, so this is totally messed up. Yes. So Gotcha Racing is a 3DS game coming out this week. Yes. And Brave Tank Hero is coming out on the Wii U this week? Yes. Okay. They're already out. Oh, they're already out. They came out they're, on Thursday. They just they just hit on Thursday. Yes. All right. So not so many titles are out there if you want to go play them. Runbow hits the eShop on Wii U. I think that's out. Sin and Punishment and Sin and Punishment 2. Yeah, this both, is all stuff that came out on the 27th. Yeah, both on the Wii U. Um, let's see. We talked about that. We talked about that. Mad Max hits Xbox One because <laughs> anybody cares about that. Uh, I don't know if it hits PS4 or... Oh, yeah, it does. It's on there as well. Uh, that's the game that everyone's saying nowhere near as good as the movie. Um, the movie that Anna will not go and watch with me, even though it's supposed to be awesome. Danganronpa, another episode Ultra Despair Girls on PS Vita. Anna, are you resisting the temptation to buy this game? I don't know if I'm going to like it because it's like um, it's like a runaround action-y slashy thing. Yeah. And the problem is, is I can't play it around you. Why? Because it's a massive spoiler for the first game. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. And honestly, you probably yeah. should play it after the second game. Okay. Because I think it spoils some stuff from that, too. All right. Well, I will have to go do that. Uh, let's see. What else we got? 
We have PC list. All right. Settle in, everybody. Here we go. <coughs> Act of aggression. All guns on deck. Early access. APT, or apt. Armello. That's a Kickstarter game I backed. I need you all to go um, buy that so that it justifies my investment in that game. Ashes of Immortality 2. <laughs> Azure Striker Gunvolt. I have that on 3DS. It's good. Big Pharma. Calvino Noir. Carumble. K-R-O-M-B-L-E. Exclamation point. Cat Interstellar, which is a game I'm going to go buy for Anna right now because it has cat in the title. Okay. Caveman Craig. I don't know. <laughs> Country Tales. Um... I've noticed that I can't say a word while trying to type a different word into Steam search engine at the same time. My brain doesn't work like that. Okay. Uh, Cat Interstellar Country Tales. What am I doing? Country Tales is out. Dead in Bermuda. Iggy's Egg Adventure. Immortal Defense. Let the Cat In, which is a free-to-play game, which I will also be getting for you. Damn it. Uh, 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 Chris, I don't think Cat Interstellar has cats in it. What? Yeah. What? What is this? It's a story-driven space fiction game about humanity's attempt to terraform Kepler 452b. Where's the cat? Screw this game. I'm not getting it for Anna. All right. Mad Max is out on Steam. Magical Brickout. Metal Gear Solid 5. Mountain Crime Requital. Nobunaga's Ambition. Sphere of Influence. They're still making Nobunaga's Ambition games. One more line. One Piece. Pirate Warriors 3. Which which one is that? Is that the Dynasty Warriors style one? Yeah, it must be. No? Yes? Maybe? I hear these are fun. Oh, um, I, don't know. I just don't think I'm far enough in the actual story of the anime slash manga to be able to play these games without it being massive spoilers. All right. Port of Call, which is some sort of free of play. Uh, Proto Raider. Razenroth. Red Goddess, Inner World, Redemption, Eternal Quest, Raining Cats, which is a pun on cats falling from the sky, but it's raining like raining as kings. Satellite Rain, which is, again, rain like coming from the sky, but it's actually R-E-I-G-N, I guess. I don't know. Stasis, all capital letters, Stasis. The Black Watchman and Xenocide. So those are your games for the week. Alice Wilkinson, what will you be playing? Um, I will probably play some more Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, work on those other stories I want to go through. Um, I might also have another play around with the Star Citizen social module, which was released uh, yesterday. <laughs> Alice Wilkinson, how do you feel about the delivery of Star Citizens to its backers? <laughs> Do you feel what? like the... Why is you... Anna giggling? <laughs> it's a long story. Is this, you... about Derek... is this about Derek Smart? Yes! Maybe. <laughs> you know, Maybe. and I always tell you a little story. Um, in 2005, when I was in Japan, um, the, other, um, the other English guy, or the other person who spoke English at my school, was the Florida-born um, English teacher. Oh, and... he'd know Derek Smart. Yeah, one of the first things he showed me, or one of the things that he was just poking around with at the time, was it was he was saying like, "Come on, you got to you got to see just how crazy this guy is," and he pointed me towards um, 
I can't remember specifically what it was, but I think it might have been the vending machine incident involving Mr. Smart um, at Take Two Interactive. I'm sorry, what is the vending machine incident involving? I can't Dirks? remember. I only remember is it involved a vending machine. Um, but I remember. Um, I I looked it up and um, I looked up his Wikipedia article because it was there at the time, and then there was something really odd about it. And then I looked in the history and I realized that it'd been like had this ongoing edit war for like the best part of three years between I think a guy who wrote one of the websites that chronicled how stupid Derek Smart was and how his PhD was fake and a sock puppet that was probably Derek Smart, but kept on denying that it was Derek Smart. Um, It was like seriously the weirdest thing I have ever read. Um but yeah, I think I, I looked at it recently um, when the, the the comments about Star Citizen were made. Um, when hey, the threat hit for Neogaf. what it's worth, it's probably not Derek Smart because he is way too egotistical to use a sock puppet. Oh no, it it probably was. Um, the reason why he had to was because uh, Wikipedia obviously bans sock puppets if you're editing an article about yourself. Hmm. So it was either use a sock puppet or not use anything at all. Ah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I remember reading about it and I, then I remembered that, that, oh yeah, he has that, that game, that game on Steam that's coming out that's apparently absolutely awful. Line of defense. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. So. Anna, what was your comment to me about how happy you were that you didn't take that? position? No, he didn't offer oh. it. Oh, he didn't offer it to you. No. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I think you probably dodged a bullet on that one. If he had, you know. No. I think that I don't have the temperament to work as his full-time community manager because I want more control than he's willing to give up. Mm. And that's not a knock against him. He is very, very involved in his product and the way that his product is front-faced. And I think that more developers should be that way. Even oh, yeah, if the course. way that he goes about it is kind really of obnoxious bad. so the and yeah. so here's all right so for people at home anna can you give a brief summary of the Derek smart situation um okay i will he's a backer for star citizen he was a backer for star citizen right he's now been refunded and banned for life he was complaining about the lack of transparency and the perception of misallocation of funds that the game has been and given from all of its backers rather massive nepotism uh in the game in the, the like the top three people in his company are like the guy who ran the kickstarter who, his who is his company uh, uh robert Chris, space industries yeah, okay yeah, yeah. all right but just making clear CIG, they, cloud yeah. and cloud imperium games. yeah so oh, okay. the people that run the company behind star citizen is like the guy who ran the kickstarter his wife and his brother got it which you know I, it's totally their prerogative right right but it, it doesn't appear his, very good so smart's complaint is that 
I mean, the so, guy who well, runs the company is the guy who ran the Kickstarter. So, I mean, there's you can't really say he doesn't deserve to be there. But his complaint is that he feels that the other two people didn't have the qualifications to take those positions and that real people should have been hired. But on top of that, he also thinks that there is a complete misallocation of funds and he doesn't know what they're spending the money on and he's accusing them of spending money on completely inappropriate things. And so he basically, being Derek Smart... And the fact that his name makes stories basically said, look, I will pay for a forensic uh, audit audit and to, we to will have non-biased yeah. yeah. accountants come in and audit your books and do a report. And basically their answer to that was, here's your money back. Don't go away. And the problem is, is when they did that, they did so in a very public way. They Which violates out, their own po- privacy they, policy. They sent out a press release yeah. saying that they banned Derek Smart. Stupid. Well, Derek, um, being one who actually seems to understand the legal system really well, what'd you say he's been suing people for 20 years and hasn't lost? Right. Um, he's filing a complaint with the FTC and basically and will be pursuing off, the legal yeah, action. Kicked off a class yeah. action suit. And there's like actual legal grounds for what you can and can't expect out of these things, apparently, um, has, as has been established in other recent Kickstarters. And so he's going that route with it. So regardless of... I don't want to take a side on the Derek Smart things because, quite frankly, we probably all agree that the guy can be a jerk. And But uh, when it comes down to the legal side of things, he's probably right about the things that he takes to court because I mean, he seems to have a good track record there. The but nobody is, wants to admit it or deal with him or be around him. And I totally understand that. So my question is just to Alice. How do you feel about how the development of Star Citizen has been going? No problems. No problems whatsoever. All right. Cool. There you go. That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> As I said, uh, I think I, I think I mentioned um, it, someone had basically shown to me that Derek Smart had been a like a complete insane maniac in two thousand and five. He is special. Oh yeah. He's how how do I make it good? Okay, okay. He is Trump of the video game world. He is singularly responsible for one of the largest flame wars in Usenet history. Yeah. And that was in he is a massive personality, and he has no compunction about the things that he says because he's right. Wait, what does that actually mean? The single largest flame war in Usenet history. What does that look like? Um, a lot of nerds um, getting very, very <laughs> angry. Nerds going rage. <laughs> what were they arguing about? Um, Battle Cruiser the... 2040 or whatever his game was. Oh, it was about his uh, game? 2999. I think yeah. I actually did play a version of that uh, when I was a lot younger in, I think, about 2001. My freaking God, was it bad. It was a bad game? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's generally the problem or one of the reasons why a lot of people don't take him seriously is the fact that all of the games that he have made have been almost universally awful. Yeah, right? but they also sell. Like, oh, do they? That's funny. Yes. <laughs> so his games sell. He generally acts like a jerk to people and tends to be right about certain things, like legally, and then not so right in the way he handles himself. Right. Publicly. And that's, that's the problem is, is he did like this huge, massive, ridiculously big post that had oodles oh of research. Uh-huh. And nobody wants to read it because the way he wrote right, it. Right. And you having know? dealt with him, he probably did most of that himself and had an intern like just help him get finishing touches and stuff. Because that's the kind of. The, he would rather do this than run his company, I swear. But, anyways, the problem is, is that the way that he's laid it out, he's not wrong. He's just an asshole. 
right. And I'm not saying that he's right because he has some things that I don't think are necessarily accurate and yeah. some of them are incredibly opinionated. Mm. And it's like, I'm sorry, in an article that discusses, you know, I, and I understand why he does. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, the you obvious haven't said answer, a thing yet, Anna. <laughs> when these become stories, the, the first response of 99% of the people is, he's just jealous and wants to bring attention to his game. And it's like, um, the problem is, is that he's a gamer and like has been a gamer his whole life. He's not, he's not just a guy making games and he can have really good conversations about games. And I've had really good conversations about games with him. Like his knowledge isn't fake, but then he does things like, just so you guys know, I have every single PC space game in like a climate controlled rent unit. Yeah. It's like, congratulations. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. That should not be part of your argument. And I mean, this is why people think he's a dick. And I mean, disclaimer, he, I, uh, my PR company did work with him previously last year for like six months. We are no longer associated with him. Didn't go well, huh? It was just a short term contract. Oh, okay. I'm sure almost, you want to be saying the things you're saying. Maybe nothing, you will again. <laughs> I had almost nothing to do with it. Oh, okay. It like ninety nine percent of the work was not me. Okay. I, I will say one of the things that did come up in that whole thing was um when a German review site published a review of his game, uh he said that a number of their problems were experienced was specifically because they were playing on a German language version of Windows. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> I wonder why they would be playing on that. That's kind of weird, don't you think? Mm. <laughs> okay. So, anyway. So, something about Star Citizen Social Module you're doing, right? Yeah. This is what Just you're poke saying. it around. Just poke it a bit more. All right. So. Anything else you're doing? Nah, probably not. Well, okay. actually, the answer to that is, yeah, I'll probably play some Rocket League and a bunch of other stuff, but I can't remember this stuff. Sounds good. Um, Alice, or Alex, what will you be playing? Or did we cover that? Uh, I'll be playing some more Grandia 2, probably some Madden. And I'm trying to decide if I want to play Final Fantasy XIV or more Star Wars Old Republic now. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see, and with that, Ala uh, Anna? Um, Project X Zone, and then I feel like I want a new game. But I don't know. I want a new. I thought this game. was your year of backtrack. I know my year of backlog. Yeah, backlog. but I've played all the 3DS games that I want to play. Also, well, play something. You need to finish Atelier. Yes, but you're going to be using the TV most of this week. No, Madden. No. Yes. No. Yes. Well, and I can't play uh, Eska and Logi. You're just you full around. of exclusive ex excuses. I'm full of exclusives. You're eh? full of exclusives. I'm full of exclusives. Full of exclusives. Full of exclusives. <laughs> I mean, realistically, what I need to do is switch to the Vita. All right. Well, Anna and I will have an argument over whether or not she needs to buy a new game. What about Little Battler's experience? you figure out if you wanted that or not? Still on the fence. Alex, did you try that at all? Is that any good? It's not out here yet. Oh, it's out. Okay. Next week? Next yeah. 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 I think. Next week. All right. And then I will be playing a little bit more World of Warcraft, hopefully transitioning out of that as I will have accomplished most of anything I cared about at this point. And uh, into more Disgaea 4, um, and then some Madden, and I don't know what else. I need to figure out what's, uh, what my priorities are. I think 
It's going to be Fallout 2 or Witcher 2, hopefully, but we'll see. Um, and with that, we are done-ish. Are we done? We're done. All right. Once again, podcast.rpgamer.com for feedback, 608-729-4098, and forums.rpgamer.com. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like us, please subscribe on iTunes. It makes a big difference. Leave feedback, comments, whatever you want to do. Review us on iTunes. We love that stuff. Um, you can also subscribe to us on Twitch to get notifications when we go live with both this show and other things that we stream, like my crazy, stupid Madden playthroughs, twitch.tv slash rpgamer, and of course, you know, other people play things. Like Wheels is doing a lot of like Destiny and other type of streaming, so you can check that out. The website is rpgamer.com. We're on Twitter at rpgamer. We are on Facebook at rpgamer. And uh, join join the conversation all right thanks everybody thanks alice alex anna and you for listening 9 a.m pacific noon eastern is when we stream live we'll catch you next week until then goodbye everybody enjoy packs <laughs>